Good morning, Family Church. It's an honour to be with you today, to have the opportunity just to share our theme for this coming year, 2023. I know that we're already in the end of January, but we always take a moment each year just to stop and to pray and to listen for what we believe God is saying to us about this year. Now, as we've taken time to stop and hear God for this year, I believe that he's given us a vision that's actually really true to the mission that he's given us as a church. You see, any time you have a vision, it must serve the mission that God's given us. Now, during the year 2022, it was a great year. It was a very effective year for us. But we really did return in many ways to the mission that God has given us as a church. That mission being summed up very well by saying, we believe we're here to reach people, to grow people, but also to empower people. We want to see people born again. We want to see people find Jesus as saviour. We want to see people become disciples and we want to see them empowered like God wants to see them empowered. The vision that God's given us this year also, I believe, is very relevant for the season or the moment of life that we currently find ourselves in. The vision that I believe that God's put on our heart, the theme that he's given me is simply this, for such a time as this. Obviously, that statement's taken from the storyline of the life of Esther, and we'll look at that in a few moments. But it's that one statement that really caught my heart, and I felt was really very relevant for the season that we find ourselves alive in, for such a time as this. As God's people, the church, we find ourselves alive, and I believe positioned by God in what I believe is a very crucial moment for individuals, but also a very, very crucial moment for society and indeed the church. Now, it's a moment where things that people have trusted in, things that people have built their lives upon or had great certainty in have suddenly become less certain. Things that people have trusted in that they thought would always be there are suddenly being shaken. All around us, when you watch the news and you listen to the news media, you hear of people now looking at the future and saying there's suddenly uncertainties. There's suddenly a lack of security that I once had. In the midst of this, I believe that this is a challenging moment for many, especially for certain individuals in our community. But it's also a God moment. It's a moment where God is about to do something new and he wants to do it through his church. That's you and me, his people. So on one hand, we can look around and yeah, we can rightly say this seems to be a very interesting moment, especially when you watch the news. But we've also got to be like the sons of Issachar that we read about in the Old Testament that knew the moment and the season that they were in, but also how God would have them to respond. So this is an interesting moment, but I really believe with my whole heart that we are also in a God moment, a moment where God is doing something fresh, something new, a moment where the spirit of God is going to move across the earth in a fresh, a powerful even an unprecedented way, a moment where the kingdom of God 
which we know Hebrews says of the kingdom of God, it's a kingdom that can't be shaken, is going to suddenly be introduced to people who have lost confidence in other things that are being shaken. You see, the kingdom of God is the only kingdom that cannot be shaken. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews that everything else that is shaken is shaken to reveal that which is unshakable. I'm so thankful that in a world where everything seems to be shaking, I'm a part of a kingdom, and so are you, that can't be shaken. Another way of calling this God moment that we're in could be a Kairos moment. Maybe you've heard that word before. Maybe that's the first time that you've heard this word, Kairos, a God moment, a Kairos moment. What does Kairos mean? Well, the ancient Greeks had two words that they used when they spoke about moments of time or moments when things were happening. One word was Kronos. The other word was Kairos. Now, let's just open these up for a few moments. The word Kronos, which is one of the words that the Greek used in the Bible for the word time, <clears throat> means chronological or sequential time. So when we talk about Kronos, we speak about a logical approach to time, as in moments, hours, minutes, when we think of our watch, when we think of a calendar. We think of time in the outworking of being Kronos, yet there's another word for time, that's the word Kairos. And the word Kairos, it doesn't mean minutes, hours, it means a moment of opportunity, an opportune moment, a moment outside of the logic of time or the sequence of time, where something powerful is about to happen or could happen. So when you study the word Kairos, it means the right, critical or most opportune moment. Kronos is the quantity and sequence of time, whereas Kairos is the quality of the moment at hand. Now, when you look at the word Kairos in the Bible, often it speaks in other terms as well, like a God-ordained moment or maybe an appointed season. Whenever you read the Bible and it speaks of an appointed season or a moment when something significant is happening, it's not speaking of chronos, minutes, hours, months, years. It's speaking of a God-ordained moment, a moment that was intended before we were born where God intended to do something in that moment. When you look at the Webster's Dictionary and you look up the word Kairos, it simply says this, Kairos is a time when the conditions are right for the accomplishment of a crucial action, an opportune and decisive moment. I believe that we're in a God moment right now. Not a moment that God suddenly invented, but a moment he always had in his calendar for this moment that we find ourselves living in. It's a Kairos moment. It's a moment where he's about to move in a new, fresh, 
powerful way. It's a crucial moment when we look at what's going on in the world right now with the wars, the famine, the panic, the uncertainty. In the midst of these very natural moments that look very shakable, we understand that God has ordained a moment. I believe that 2023 is a moment where he's about to do something wonderful, earth-shaking, something beyond anything we ever dreamed. My call to you today is a call that I have to myself. Let's be ready for this moment that God's doing something new. You see, God is a God of moments. So often we can think he's haphazard in his actions or his choices. And sometimes we can think that God is just making it up as he goes along like we often do. Yet when we read certain verses like Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1, we see he's actually very precise with moments. He sets seasons in place. In this verse, he says to everything, there's a season, a time. For every purpose, there's a season, a time. You see, God is not haphazard. He's not making it up as he goes along. He's not asking year by year, what are we going to do now? Rather, he sets certain moments in position. But we don't understand the moments he's set into position until one day we wake up in them. Now, the Bible was filled of many examples of this. Too many to even begin to acknowledge. But simply think of Noah. But that moment when Noah is approached by God and told to build an ark. In that moment when God speaks to Noah of building an ark, he already had a day in a calendar many, many, many years later where it would rain. No one had seen rain up to that point. Some theologians say that it took Noah 50 years, others 100. Whatever way you look at it, it was a long time. But the moment when God spoke to Noah to build an ark... God had a moment in his calendar where he was going to flood the earth. Think of Daniel. Daniel was moved from one kingdom to another. He was moved from a kingdom he'd known into a kingdom called Babylon. Why? Because God had a moment when Daniel was going to take a position of leadership. It wasn't haphazard. It wasn't random. That moment that God had for Daniel was always intended. Think about Joseph. Again, when God is speaking to a young man called Joseph, who's just a boy, he speaks of him being a prime minister. God had a moment in his calendar where Joseph would be a prime minister that saved a nation from famine. Yet we know that that moment took many years to come. There was moments where suddenly Joseph was in a pit rejected, betrayed by his brothers. That must have been confusing for Joseph. Other moments, one that lasted 14 years, where Joseph was in prison. But you've got to understand the whole time that Joseph is taking this journey where his life is being shaped, where God is positioning him. He's being positioned for a moment when God knew there would be a famine on the land and when the famine on the land came, he would have a man called Joseph in position for that moment. Time and time again, you see this in the Bible. But you also see it with the life of Jesus, don't you? But I love it when it speaks of Jesus. It says, 
that he came in the fullness of time. What does that mean? He didn't come according to an hour, chronos, a month, a certain year. But Jesus was born in a kairos moment, a moment that God had intended before we were born, a moment that God had in his calendar that knew no man had ever thought about. Now, it says that in Galatians 4, verse 4. It says, but when the fullness of time had come, not a date had come, not a month, not a certain year, when the fullness of time, kairos, had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law so that we might receive adoption into his family. Can you see that the whole time you're reading through the Old Testament, there was a moment of fullness of time where God had a moment where his son would be born. When you look at the ministry of Jesus, when he walked the earth, people would try to get him to do things. And every now and then he would respond by saying, my time has not yet come. What was he saying? He said that to his mum, didn't he? At the wedding where she made him turn water into wine. He said, why do you bother me, woman? My moment, my time hasn't come. My God moment, the moment that God's intended for me to do what I'm meant to do hasn't come yet. Yet he did the miracle of turning it into wine for the party guests there. Other times he said to his disciples, you go ahead of me. My time has not yet come. You see, God is a God of moments. Just like when he spoke to Noah about building an ark, he had a moment planned many, many, many years later where he intended to bring rain. I sense that we are in a Kairos moment. I believe that 2023 will be a moment where we step in together by faith into something that is huge, something that is massive, something that leaves us all saying, God planned that long before we ever knew what he was doing. You see, the good news is no moment, time or season ever takes God by surprise because God lives outside of time and space as we know it. We know life by moments, chronos, time, hours, months, years, the years that have gone, the years that lay ahead of us. God is outside of that. He creates in his eternity moments of significance where he does something new by his spirit. I believe we're in such a moment. I believe that we are in a moment such a time as this our theme this year is actually taken from the thought of the storyline of a lady that's mentioned in the bible her name is esther many of us have seen a, seen a play or been in a school play or or read the account of this incredible young lady called esther but we see in the life of esther that she was a lady just living her life unaware that God had a moment where he was going to use her for the saving of a nation. Encourage you to go and read through the story of Esther. It's a wonderful story. It's set in Persia. And there's a group of people, the Jewish nation, that are living in this place in Persia, the capital city of Persia. And there's a number of players in this storyline. There's a king and Esther gains favor with this king and becomes his queen. And uh, the king is unaware that she is Jewish of origin. Yet there's another character in the story of Esther. His name, he's the baddie. He's called Haman. 
there's a good uncle or cousin called Mordecai. And you see this storyline that resembles many times a pantomime or a stage play where all of a sudden this bad man Haman goes after a plan that will not just kill Mordecai, somebody that he hated very much, but actually would kill every Jewish person. He works beneath the table behind the scenes to set up a moment where the Jewish nation are destroyed. Yet you see, God had a plan for this moment because God is never taken by surprise by any evil work. And in this moment, he'd not positioned a young man. He'd actually positioned a young lady called Esther. And I love this moment where she is now a queen to the king. She's been positioned in a place of royalty where she had an opportunity to do something when a moment came to hand. And in this moment, Mordecai realizes that the Jewish people will be put to death because of what Haman had done unless somebody steps into their moment. And that's where he approaches this young lady, Esther. And he says to her, you can read about this in the book of Esther, chapter four, verses 12 to 14. He says, don't think for a moment that when the Jewish people are wiped out, you won't be wiped out also. He said, listen, maybe God has positioned you in the place that you're standing in now as a queen of a kingdom that's not your own. He says, maybe you found this position. God has positioned you for such a time as this. And then he instructs Esther to go before the king. And all of a sudden you see this incredible outworking where Haman is discovered for what he's doing. And actually the gallows he made for Mordecai to hang on, he ends up hanging on those gallows himself. But it was all because there was this young lady called Esther that wasn't scared to step into a God-arranged moment, even when it meant self-sacrifice. She could have been harmed because in the kingdom at that time, the king would either extend his scepter if you found favour with him, and then you would get half of his kingdom. Or if you didn't find favour with him, you'd be put to death. So this was a very brave young lady. Now, she stepped in to a moment where so much was happening in society. She stepped into a moment where God had created a moment for her to take a step into. She could have stepped back. She could have shrunk back out of fear, but she didn't. She had the courage to step into this moment knowing it was a Kairos moment, a God moment. I believe this is the same for us. But as we look around, listen to news media, we see that there's a lot of panic. There's a lot of famine. There's a lot of worry. There's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of people that need God more than they've ever needed him before. In many ways, this feels like a Joseph moment. It feels like an Esther moment. It feels like a moment where God is about to do something and it's going to be powerful. It's going to be incredible. It's going to be a moment where people are served and helped, but also a moment where we carry the love of God to people in the place where they so desperately need to hear about it and experience it. I believe, like I've said many times now, this isn't just another year. This isn't just another hour. 
moment, second, minute. But this is a Kairos moment, a moment that God has had in his calendar for a long time. A moment where God has planned to move in a powerful, unprecedented way. But he's going to move through his people. That's you and me. He's going to move through his church. Now, it may look like chaos all around us. And the more you listen to the media and the news, the more chaotic it seems to get. The moment you look around and you see the wars, the panic, the famine, we can't be drawn into the fear of what's happening. We need to be drawn into what God is saying about this moment. So what is God saying about this moment? I believe he's saying to us, his church and his people, stand up. It's your time to shine. Untangle yourself. Be the army that I've called you to be. Be the salt and the light. Get the buckets off of your life and shine in the places that I've given you to shine. This isn't time for us to shrink back or give in to the fear that others are giving into. Rather, it's time for us to step forward like Esther did and say, God, will you use us to bring your love and your salvation? Will you use us to be not just the mouth of Jesus, but the feet and the hands also? So I'm not in a hurry with this vision this year. I want us to take time to unpack it more. I believe that this is a moment of divine opportunity. I believe this is a Kairos moment, a moment where everything is in position for God to do something incredible. But this isn't just another year, but this is a year that has godly intent upon it. So we're going to carry on speaking on this theme, such a time as this. I'm going to hand back to your pastors in a few moments, and they're going to continue to talk about this, unpack what this could look like in the villages, the towns, and the cities that God's positioned us. Because just as Esther was positioned in a certain place for a certain God moment, I believe that each of our congregations have been positioned in a certain place so that God can use us in this moment that he's brought upon the earth. So over the next few weeks, we're going to look to answer three questions and your pastors are going to continue to open this up further, looking for the practicalities and the outworkings of this vision that we have. Three things they're going to look at is number one, knowing the moment that we're in. How do we interpret these times correctly? Are these the last times? Are these the last days? Are these the moments before the return of Jesus? How should we respond if they are? Secondly, knowing our purpose in this moment. Esther could have been positioned in that moment, but if she never knew her purpose, there really wouldn't have been any benefit to the people. Joseph could have been positioned in that moment of famine, but if he never knew God's purpose for his life in that moment, there wouldn't have been much difference, would there? And finally, we're going to ask a very brave question. Family church, how are we to respond 
to this moment that we're in? What are the practical steps that cause us to, with great faith and courage, step into this moment called 2023? Step in to what God wants to do next. Carry the love of God where it needs to be carried. Serve communities in ways that are needed to be served. But let me just underline with this thought. This year, we're just not gaining a heart to meet the natural needs of people. But actually, we want to be more passionate than what we've ever been before concerning the spiritual needs of people. It's great that we have the opportunity and we need to take every opportunity we get to meet people's natural needs. But let's never forget the most crucial, important need that any person has in our community is they need Jesus and the salvation that he brings. So this year, in the midst of the things that we're doing, our caring hands projects, our humanitarian, our, our social care projects, we want to make sure that at the very centre, we're carrying the message of salvation and the love of God every single place that we can. So over the next few weeks, your pastors are going to be talking about knowing the moment, knowing our purpose and our position in the moment, knowing how we should respond to this God moment, this Kairos moment, this moment where God is intending to do incredible things. Our hearts as a church want to be hearts that say, use us, Lord. We don't want to be spectators. Just like you used Esther to do what you wanted to do. Lord, in this God moment, in this Kairos moment, will you use us, your church, your people, to respond to what's going on in the lives of individuals and even in society itself? Would you use us to be the salt and the light you've called us to be? God, would you do through us the things that you intended to do in this moment, long before we even knew you, before we even had a consciousness of you. God, you saw this moment, 2023. You saw our position in it. God, have your way in us and through us this year, we pray. I hope you've enjoyed this vision message today. I'm going to hand back now to your congregational pastors who are going to unpack it, look at some of the practicalities and outworkings of it in a greater way. We love your family, church. I really believe that this could be our best year yet. God bless.